welcome, welcome, welcome to the What's Next podcast. Oh, what is it, Dave? Is it a holiday? It is National Beer Day. This we shouldn't even have to work today. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you are working hard right now. What's next podcast is brought to you by Bison Coolers. What do you got over there? Well, you brought me the salmon fly honey rye that I believe is out of Montana, the yeah. Madison River, and I'm pouring it into my Bison Cooler little tumbler. Keeps things nice and cold. Special maroon color. Boy, they do it right. They put the laser engraving of the WN for what's next. Those guys know what's going on. They do a good job. That beer goes in that big cooler I got with Kyle Field on the top as well. Yeah, so I saw that you took that down to a baseball game. How, how, did, uh, how did it hold up? I did. You know what? We beat the Texas Longhorns two to nothing, so the cooler was very Ooh. successful, very vital. It's 1-0. 1-0. <laughs> nice. I like it. Well, speaking of sports, what are we talking about today? We got the Masters, Dave. This is the special Masters edition of What's Next podcast. Masters holds a special place in our heart because yeah. it is the first of the majors that we get to start betting on. And we always get on a private jet and go and rent a house and stay and <laughs> right. go, go to all three days. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I wish no, that, no, 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 no. I wish that was true, though. We we pick and gamble in it yeah. and watch it on TV. It'd be badass if it was. 2005 yep. was a pivotal year in the Masters history. Well, I do have a putter. That was your Terry Over got me a Masters putter. What else happened in 2005? Tiger Woods won. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing to me was that was the first year I had high-definition television, and I got to see Augusta National in huh. all its beauty. You on remember HD. that, huh? <laughs> So I remember the first thing I ever saw in HD. I was at a restaurant in Tampa, and I could see a football player. And I won't name the team because those bastards win the national championship all the time. But I could see grass stains and frays of, <laughs> of threads on his shoulders. And I was like, damn, that's cool. So we're here on National Beer Day. And we're talking about the first major tournament of the year, the Masters. It's in Augusta, Georgia. Started when? Ooh. Trivia. Um, before World War II, I know that because Bobby Jones, uh, so I'd say 20, uh, roaring 20s, uh, 28, 29, 1935. Oh, uh, ooh, is that the depression or is yeah. it right after? So after Bobby Jones came off his grand slam victories in 1930, he got together with some investors and started the club and it was called the Augusta golf club or some such back then. Yeah. So, um, his, his investor was Clifford, what, uh, Clifford Roberts? Is that right? Yep. Something like that? Investment banker out of New York. Even then, the carpetbaggers were coming down. But they, <laughs> when you said we were going to do this and you, you were giving me some trivia, I looked this up, Dave. It was 365 acres. It was, a, it was called the Fruitland Nurseries. And Bobby Jones bought it with an option for $70,000. <laughs> Think he made any money on that? <laughs> They make more than that in shirt sales every t every <laughs> yeah. tournament now. Yeah, every day of the tournament, yeah. So the Masters have been going on since 1935, and they haven't missed a year. But 2020, once again, unprecedented. Yeah, didn't miss, though. Squeezed didn't it in. Didn't miss. Got did it they? in in November. Oh, was it right before Thanksgiving or something yep. like that? Yeah. Yep, they got it in in November. 
There were no patrons because they don't have fans. So they got a whole new set of rules over there. Okay. No patrons. This is Big Jim Jack. Or no, they only have patrons. They no have fans. Pa- no okay. fans. This is Big Jim Jack World. We all wear seersuckers and we all act nice and no cell phones. And by the way, I had my seersucker on for Easter, yeah. Dave. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. to break that thing out. I was going to. Just really wasn't feeling it. No, it's it's hard these days when you're used to sweatpants. But so they control everything. They control the broadcast. There's only four minutes of commercials per hour. Do not say that the greens have been bikini waxed. You'll get thrown off. Gary McCord got <laughs> kicked off the telecast. He used to be on the telecast every year, and he did say instead of mowing <laughs> the greens, they were so fast they used bikini wax. Those bastards have no sense of humor <laughs> up there, man. They take themselves way too seriously. There's no rough. Oh, what is it? They have the fairway and the second cut. Oh, okay. So when they say the second cut. Yeah. So after making fun of them, it's the most beautiful place on the planet. I thought the second cut was like the frog. Well, that's what you and I would call the second cut. They (laughs) call the rough the second cut. So big, nice, wide drive. Or fairways, driveways. They don't have driveways. <laughs> no. That'd be cool. Why do they park on a driveway? So, and one thing I noticed from the telecast this year, everybody was worried about it not being perfectly green and the flowers being the, per- it was beautiful. It looked exactly the same. But this year they allowed drone coverage. So 2020 was the first year they put a camera on a drone and you got to see parts of the golf course you had never seen because you always saw the classic tower shots. Ever since the 50s, these cameras have been in the exact same spot. Right. They don't have people walking around on the course. They only have the set ones. And that drone was really cool because you can see there's actually houses there and there's open spaces. Really cool. I'm glad we get to enjoy the drone before the drone technology eventually destroys us. Yeah, I mean, the Terminator will, will have drones <laughs> right. and they'll shoot lasers out of their eyes. There's no doubt about lasers. I can't believe it didn't happen in 2020. <laughs> I I thought for sure. That's because things are only getting worse. We would have dragons with lasers. <laughs> well, is it your favorite tournament of the year, Dave? It really is. It's my favorite. It's the first, but it's anybody can win. You know, people that have... that. People that won in 1992 make the cut and are yeah. on Sunday. Like Angel Cabrera will make a run yeah, at it. Fred Couples. Fred Couples, yeah. So anybody can win. It is the smallest field, but it's one of the hardest tracks because the greens are so fast and so undulated that, I mean, you can hit the middle of the green and you'll three-putt because there's no way you can get it close. What, what's the rule? You, if you win a tournament, you're in, and if you're in the top 10, you're in, something like <clears> that? Uh, top 50. In the world rankings, if you have won a tournament that year, you get in. They let in um, U.S. Amateur Champ, British Amateur Champ, and I believe the Asian Tour Amateur Champ. Okay, yeah. I always liked seeing the, the low uh, the low amateur. Yep. So the amateurs get to stay up in the crow's nest, they call it. It's an apartment b- a built above the clubhouse. Um, all the winners – Get green jackets, obviously. Yeah, and get to choose the dinner next year. Get to choose the champions dinner, which only the champions get to go to. I didn't even realize that. I thought they got to bring their lady friends, but they don't. Oh, okay. I knew. Uh, I only knew this because I saw a Mickelson interview uh, a couple days ago. But Mickelson was telling a story about dinner. Okay. And what he was saying is, you're not allowed to even to. You can't. Not only can you not bring your spouse, you can't bring a cell phone. Right. And so when a foreign player wins. Americans get real confused by the menu items, <laughs> right. and they want to start Googling and things of that nature. Well, he was talking about a couple of years ago when the Australian won. What is it? Adam Scott? Adam Scott. All right. 
So Adam Scott wins, and they're bringing out dessert, and they bring out a pavlova. And so everyone's kind of whispering around, like, what's pavlova? What's pavlova? And Mickelson, you know, always full of shit and always willing to, uh, to, to rile people up. He starts waxing on about what a pavlova is, and he's talking about this 1920s ballerina from Russia, how she did this big tour of New Zealand and Australia and really wowed the people. And some chef created the pavlova dessert out of honor for her, and everyone's like, bullshit. So no one's everybody's b- calling him out. Yeah, so apparently the director of the tournament, I can't think of who that guy is, uh, but he ends Billy up. Billy Payne. Okay, Billy Payne. Payne ends up saying, I'll bet you $100 you're full of shit. And Mickelson's like, I'll take you. And all of a sudden, everyone else starts piling in. Next thing you know, he's got most of the whole room betting against him. Someone allows a phone. They Google it and sure as fuck. <laughs> sure as hell <laughs> that's exactly what it is people die laughing he cleans out the whole room and then he later admits he's like yeah my daughter was in ballet for years and she wrote a paper on her and uh yeah i made 32 of these desserts for her dance team <laughs> one year he's like the one time i wasn't bullshitting you guys i clean out the room that is so classic yeah they don't allow from what i understand i got a good buddy that goes has been many many years from what i understand you check in your cell phone when you get there and then when you leave you get your cell phone as you're walking out the door. That sounds like heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah. And he also said that when you go to the uh, pro shop, which everybody does, mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried to go there because, you know, if people find out you go there, hey, pick me up a hat. Hey, pick me up a shirt. You oh, yeah. have $7,000, <laughs> yeah. but they do have FedEx on site and they just box your stuff up right there and ship it home for you. Oh, that's nice. So that's pretty cool. Well, luckily you save money by only paying a dollar and 25 cents for the pimento cheese sandwich. Yeah, beers are at a buck 25 and pimento cheese is a buck 25. No tipping allowed. Oh, really? No tipping allowed. There's signs all over. It's just it's just an interesting, interesting place to yeah, play. Uh, I, I have heard that it's like going back in time in a lot of ways. Really cool. So they have a ceremonial first tee. Yeah. And it started way back, and they always had guys that can't play in the tournament anymore. I remember seeing Billy Casper mm-hmm. and some people like that yep. in there. And, and Arnie. So Arnie, most recently, Arnie, Jack, and Gary Player. Yeah. And they did it for several, several years. Arnie has passed now. This back in 2020, it was just Jack and Gary Player, and it's at first daylight, and they announce them like they're gonna play, and they act like they're nervous, and then they stripe it right down the middle at age 77. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's awesome. This year, boy, when Jack brings out the plaid pants, people go nuts. Yeah, this year they're bringing in Lee Elder. He was the first African American to ever play in the Masters in 1975. Okay. So people say they're old and stuck in their ways, but that was somewhat progressive because, hell, the first black guy didn't play football at A&M until 1968, so they weren't that far behind. <laughs> well, I don't think you measure progressive, progressive <laughs> behavior by A&M standards. But so very yeah. cool that Lee Elder is going to be part of that ceremony Yeah, now. for sure. So is, will it be the same rotation of people for a while? Yep. Okay. So they, they keep those, those guys until one of them passes, and then they bring the, kind of the next – person in there of the next generation i got you so you're getting old and old and old waiting 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 but uh so it'll be jack it'll be elder and do you know who the third Gary is? player oh he's still around yeah, yeah okay yeah oh he's fit as a fiddle he can still touch his toes and <laughs> he he does exhibitions all over the world now. yeah he's a neat guy i have seen an exhibition in which he hit a ball 
and then quickly hit another one and made them collide. And I, and he was like in his late sixties. I was, was like, damn, David Copperfield. <laughs> yeah, he also made the Statue of Liberty disappear with his golf club. It was amazing. So winning the tournament, obviously, you get to go to the Champions Dinner. Yep, super special. Um, Would yeah. we have New York strips if you won? We would definitely have Z-Bar New York strips. Right, yeah, that's a good guess. We would drink Miller Lite out of our bison (laughs) cups. uh, Pull it out of the cooler. We'd really be redneck. I like it. And I would bring, oh, newsflash. Yeah. Totally forgot. I was going to start the whole show this way. Uh Uh-oh. Baby Deets. Oh, yeah. He will be born in in the next six or seven days. My new black lab will be born. Feet on the ground, and then about eight weeks later, I get to go get him. I noticed the uh, the text that you sent out, you know, describing that only highlighted the females of the litter that were born. I was like, Dave ain't getting a female dog. No, no, no. That was the two males. There's one male, two females. Uh huh. That's the parents of the two litters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. It is confusing, especially People, for someone like me. Duck hunters are not that smart, <laughs> so we had to keep it very, very simple. <laughs> Well, uh, in honor of Arnold Palmer, maybe I should tell my Arnold Palmer story. All right. Uh, as you know, I I'm love Arnold Palmer's, by the way. Oh, do you? Deep Eddie sweet tea with some Deep Eddie's lemonade. Well, hold on. Ooh, that's ooh, liquor ooh. based. So I think that's actually, um, oh, God. They call it the John Daly. Yeah, the John Daly. If it's sober, it it's Arnold. Delicious. Yeah. Although Arnold did like a rolling rock because he was from that part of uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But yeah, so, so Deep Eddies, don't be scared to shoot us some sweet tea and lemonade. Oh no, we'll tag Deep Eddies at deepeddies.com or whatever it. the frick. Uh, yeah, so as you know, Merrill Lynch was a big client of mine for years and years, and and they used to have this tournament that they uh, that did for charity, and it was uh, for blind golfers. And I forget what it was. If they ring a bell at the flagstick or a horn or something. Triangle or. (laughs) Yeah, triangle. That'd be good. (laughs) But but the golfers would like, you know, and, uh, you know, they'd hear that noise. And then they'd have a caddy going, yeah, that's 350 yards away. But you can't go for it, buddy. You got to lay up 220. You know, it's a dog leg, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they coach him through it. And these blind guys, they they would take all of our money. There's no doubt. And this one guy had won the tournament. So, So they had game. Oh, dude, they had game. Okay. Yeah, for sure. These, this was not a joke that Merrill Lynch put on. No, this, these were ballers. They just happened to be okay. blind. And one guy was particularly good, and he had won four years in a row, and he was coming back for his fifth year. And Arnold Palmer was the guest host. And so Arnold's out there, and he's greeting all the golfers. He works his way up to the champion, you know. Hey, nice to meet you. Congratulations. I understand you're going for a fifth time. And the guy goes, Yeah. And I could kick your ass, too. Nice. And, yeah. And Arnold, like, startled, looks back. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, I could kick your ass at golf. And he goes, dude, I'm Arnold Palmer. He goes, care to make it interesting? And Arnold's like, what are you thinking? And the guy goes, I bet you five grand I could beat you in golf. And Arnold Palmer's like, okay, when and where? He goes, tonight, this course, 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he baited him into that one. You gotta, you gotta know your strengths. <laughs> so, as a blind man, yeah, I'm gonna speak from that perspective. Sure, yeah, I got you. You can have all the burrows you want on the golf course because you don't need to see straight. <laughs> so, with your argument, it's only sight that's impaired with yeah. drinking. Perfect. Yeah. So, that's just 
just a little tip from my side of the room. It's science, guys. Uh, for those of you listening, he just busted out some science. So the the all-time winningest player at the Masters, Jack Nicholas, he's won six. He had about 11 years in between his last two, 1975. And then kind of a surprise, he was in his mid-40s. He won in 1986. So that's my first Masters that I remember. Me too. Uh, I guess it was big enough deal where my dad must have got me and put me in front of the you know, of the TV. I don't remember why I remember it. I just, that's when it came in and I try never to miss the masters. Yeah. And that was, that was the first one I really remember who won. Yeah. You know, I was in the ninth, 10th grade and I, I was into golf and I had watched it prior. I just didn't really remember who won because I didn't know a lot of the players. Yeah. And we got, I know I got real turned on to it again when Tiger came through and just won by 16 strokes or whatever ridiculousness that was in the 90s they started moving back the tee boxes and they started doing other things like that yeah you started hearing they're tiger proofing it but making the course longer only uh only increased their chances yeah so jack he won it back to back in 65 66 he won in 63 okay then arnold beat him in 64 won in 65 66 72 75 and then had that gap and he blames that gap on having family and he just wasn't practicing and really wasn't into it and his son was on the bag in 1986 okay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, now that you said that i remember his caddy had nicholas on the back of it as well yeah and so he was he was you know trying to win one with his kid on the bag and he did that's gotta be a real thrill man and the one thing i really remember about that is he had that gigantic putter and he said that thing didn't sell for shit. <laughs> he said and after he won with it, they couldn't keep it in stock. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so if, you, if a 45-year-old can win the Masters, I'm buying that putter. So Tiger won in 97, like mm-hmm. what you were talking about. You know, we were out of school, and we started really watching, and that changed the game. Oh, yeah. And he won by thousands of strokes, and they moved the tee back because everybody was thinking he was hitting it beyond – yeah. It didn't really help. Did you it go to the Colonial the year uh, that Tiger went? Yeah. That was insane. Was awesome. yeah. Yeah. Every Everything was 10 people deep, and yeah. people had the Tiger cams that looked over the audience. He, he really did change the game. Yeah. That was fun uh, when Anna played there. Yeah. It was just as packed. Yeah, it was. That we was awesome. A, we have a chick in the field. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, she didn't make the cut, but she beat a bunch of boys. So Tiger won 97, then back-to-back 0-1-0-2, 5 and then... Everybody knows what happens in 09 when he had the mishap with the uh, three iron in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, I believe his wife may have chased him out with a, a pitching wedge. So it was 14 years later in the year of our Lord, 20 and 19, he won it again. Yeah, that was a hell of a comeback. And that was super cool because his kids were old enough to see him be Tiger. Is he your favorite golfer of all time? No, nah, Ben Hogan is. Oh shit! I never saw him play, so yeah. I, I, I've got no Just, kinship to that. There's a there's a book called Five Lessons, mm-hmm. and Jerry Green from out at the Avalon Country Club, right. he, he gave it to me. And he's like, "Pard, <laughs> this is all you need to know about golf." I I, I miss Pard. <laughs> yeah, Pard. <laughs> so I read Five Lessons by Ben Hogan, and then I I read his autobiographies, and there's a lot of video of him. He's one of the first golfers that has you know video, and his swing was so pure. I did a report on him in school, and he was just uh, the way he hits a draw. I like to hit a draw. Just he's left-handed, but he has to play with right-handed clubs. That's me. So, oh, uh, you, you, Mickelson and Hogan. The um, 
the thing that I know about him is they actually program those robotic machines to emulate his yes. hit when yes. they're designing balls and clubs That's and right. everything. So, yeah, it must be the purest swing that, it, that ever you know, walked the earth. Yeah, I shoot 104. He shoots <laughs> 64. Other than that, exactly the same. Same, same. I bet I cook a better brisket. Yeah, Hogan, you never hear about his brisket no, prowess. Oh, no. And at the turn, has he had five beers? No. Hell no. In fact, wasn't he quite the prude? No. Uh, ben, uh, well, what is the tournament in Dallas? Byron. Oh, that's the Byron. He was the prude. Yeah, yeah, Ben Hogan. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've heard that if you research Hogan's life, it's insane. Yeah, and he was a cranky old bastard out at Shady Oaks. Everybody said he either loved you or he hated you. Yeah, he didn't want to get on the dark side of the moon, huh? So maybe we should do our bet right here yep i'm good so you were dominated last year i spanked you in 2020 and you won every single tournament in 2019 so it makes me wonder if i actually had covid <laughs> you may have you had this you covid brain four tournaments in a row that is correct sir so here's here's the rules for those of you playing at home and a lot of y'all are going to be listening to this on saturday or sunday so the tournament's already going to have started oh, you want to take some calls yeah, we'll take some calls. <laughs> oh, hey, I've got Docs from Doc Boudin on. <laughs> um, the rules are we get two draft picks. Right. Not in a row. Nope. We, we alternate. The person who lost last time, so that'll be you. Gets to pick first. Gets to pick first. Now, that is a solid $10 bet. The second pick is a $20 bet. Reverse. Oh, what? First pick is 20 Second pick is ten. But if your second pick wins, it doubles it, the bet. It okay, yeah, so that's yeah. that's where I'm that's where I'm thinking. And, so and for a solid ten years, uh huh. Whoever had Tiger the previous <laughs> tournament <laughs> didn't get to pick him in the next tournament. Dude, it was <laughs> so big you, fee Mick. Yeah. Big fee Mick. Yeah. And you might throw in a, a, a VJ or a Adam Scott somewhere in there, but it was Tiger and Phil back to back. And you know uh, we're Aggies, and we do like tradition. We were betting Mickelson and Tiger way past their primes. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. So now we got a fresh crop of people. You got Bryson DeChambeau and Jordan Spieth won yep. last week, looking Justin pretty good. Justin Thomas, yeah, he's clean and sober now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He doesn't use that word to call himself <laughs> that. Uh, we got Kepka. Uh huh. DJ. Yep. Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Everyone, the fan favorite. Yep. Uh, the guy that I I keep betting and he hasn't punched through is is Rom. Yeah. Uh, John Rom just I, had a kid. Oh uh oh. Yeah. No, that's good. People that just have kids like to win. I don't even know what that means. More science. <laughs> <laughs> Two Aggies in the field, Cameron Champ, uh -huh. Ryan Palmer. Yeah, I've only you heard can have Ryan either Palmer. one of those. <laughs> I can have either one. Nice. Uh, so, Dave, with your honors, man, who are you picking? I'm going to take Justin Thomas. Ooh, JT, you love a clean boy in a polo. Uh, and he's not sponsored by Polo anymore because of his foul language. <laughs> but Now that's why you like him. In the PGA Championship, he was hitting the ball as pure as I've ever seen anybody hit the ball. And if you only have four-foot putts, that is a good thing. So I'm going to try him. It's rare that you win back-to-back -back, uh, majors, but I just really like him. The only thing I don't like about his game mm -hmm. 
he's best friends with Nick Saban. Ooh. Who I hate. I don't know why how you can hate such greatness. Now, I don't mean greatness like he's my favorite guy because he's a thorn in our side, but good Lord, <laughs> that guy just dominates. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go uh, with DeChambeau. All right. All right, so round two. I just don't care for that guy. No one likes him. I know. He's just odd. In fact, if I did the other dickhead, uh, it'd be perfect. Uh, who's the other guy? that You mentioned his name earlier. He's the big, bulky dude. That's DeChambeau. No, no, no. It's the other dude. He wins tons of majors. He's won like three already, and he's 24 or whatever. You just said his name. Damn it. Uh, anyway, I'll th- I'll this is where beer doesn't pay off, folks. Okay, I'll take DJ. Uh, you love DJ. Now, my uh, he usually hoses me. Both of my picks usually hose me. Yeah, DJ. But Ricky, has. no one has lost you or me more money than Ricky Fowler. We have never ever won with Ricky Fowler, and you and I have picked him thirty times. There's four majors a year. So that has to be over a 10-year period. We picked him at least once or twice a year. Yeah. No, he screws us all the time. I think it's the Oklahoma State in him because Oklahoma State always has all the money (laughs) and everything else, all the resources, and can't win the big one. Uh, He's the same way. All right. Uh, Yeah, here's the guy I was thinking of, Brooks Kepka. Okay. The big muscle-bound idiot yeah, yeah, that yeah. everyone hates. Uh, I'll go with Brooks Kepka. You got to take Kepka. Yeah. So I got the two Bs, Brooks, Kepka, and DeChambeau. And I'll take JT and DJ. You got the initial boys. And it's probably going to be Jordan Spieth and John Rahm <laughs> in the final group on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't <laughs> pick them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Dave, as always, always, it's been fun, my friend. We will find out who is in Butler Cabin for the most awkward scene in all of sports. And next week when we discuss, well, next week I think we're doing vacation, vacation talk, talk. But we also have coming up uh, the greatness that is Jeremy from Bison Cooler yeah. is going to come in and talk about the governor come by his office. But don't you think it's awkward that Jim Nance, who's supposed to be in the 18th t- 18th fairway tower talking to nick faldo <laughs> and then as soon as the highlights are done he's down in butler cabin yeah <laughs> with the chairman and the winner and the amateur nance is drinking his uh the whisper wine or whatever that's the called the calling was <laughs> hauling ass down but, to the bottom he, he's talking and then and then welcome to butler cabin hello friends and by the way, him hanging out with a bunch of cool guys for on the commercials. No. No one's buying that you're no. with those guys. Charles Barkley ain't playing golf with him. Ah, unbelievable. All right. Till next week. Everybody, see you later.